Hey everyone, this is RJ, host of The Popsicle. Every fifth episode of the show will be a book review. So for the fifth episode that is coming out on March 4th, we will be reading Rachel Bloom's book, I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are. So make sure you grab a copy. I'll post a link on the description of this video so you can buy uh, a copy. All right, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Popsicle, a sweet new show where a guest and I will lap up what's new in pop culture. And my name is RJ from RJ's Food Rocks. And today we have a very special guest for a very special episode. He is an eyeglasses model. Uh, he's a bionic man. He's an advocate, an activist, and a tiki drink aficionado. Everyone, it's Ryan Hollingsworth. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. I don't think that I deserve any of those titles except for maybe Tiki Drink Aficionado because I drink too much. But <laughs> I feel like but, every no. Instagram post that I see you, it's always about your glasses. And, you know, you're just a company man. You can't. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am. I really love my company a lot. And I think they're doing great things in the world. So why not give them some free advertising? <laughs> Or maybe I should be asking for some paid advertising. I think that's what I think that's what needs to happen. <laughs> Today on the Popsicle, we will be unwrapping the 2020 Netflix holiday film Jingle Jangle: A Christmas Journey. Jingle Jangle: A Christmas Journey was written and directed by David E. Talbert. It was choreographed by Ashley Wallen. Original music by Philip Lawrence, Davy Natham, Michael Diskant, and John Legend. Uh, you may know her, <laughs> and yeah, stars a bounty of talent such as Felicia Rashad, Forrest Whitaker, Nika Noni Rose, Keegan Michael Key, Hugh Bonneville, Lisa Devina Philip, Ricky Martin, and introducing Madeline Mills as Journey. We did our research. Yeah, girl, we did some copy. <laughs> Decades after his apprentice betrays him, Jeronicus Jangle, a once joyful toy maker, finds new hope when his bright young granddaughter, Journey, appears on his doorstep. So David E. Talbert was inspired um, by years of underrepresentation in like the holiday fantasy film type genre. Um, so he really went all out on like how avant-garde and ostentatious the movie is. Christmas movies always get a flag of like, oh, they're just, you know, cast aside as Christmas movies. But it takes a like, a, it takes a skill and like a really fine tune of it to be able to do it well, I think. Right. Especially because, you know, this has been a hot topic this year, but everybody has a little trauma when it comes to Christmas. And so to be able to make a movie and not bring forth people's Christmas trauma yeah. specifically, that takes a lot of like finesse. All right, let's talk about the sweet. Yeah, so just like, like, like a good popsicle, we love it when it's a sweet treat. So let's talk mm -hmm. about the sweet. Let us start off right off the bat at Felicia Rashad's voice because it's just, it's so good. I want her to like host Headspace. Like if she hosted Headspace, I would download it immediately. <laughs> She would be a great like sleep cast narrator, truly. Yes, absolutely. Like everybody talks about how great of a narrator Morgan Freeman is. And don't <laughs> get me wrong, he yeah. is. He is. But Felicia opened the door this yeah. movie. I'm like, girl, you have untapped some, you know, hidden opportunities here. <laughs> it was funny because there was a moment in the beginning where I was like, is that Felicia Rashad? Because she was mm -hmm. just so done up and her hair was like, mm -hmm. it was just so lovely to see her reg very regal. And then when she started talking, I was like, oh, that's Dr. That's Marsh her. from Dinosaur. 
Yep. 100%. I had the exact same thought in Seoul. Um, whenever oh. his mom came around mm-hmm. the corner, I was like, that was foolish. The movie starts out um, with a beautiful opening number called this day. And it truly is like this, like celebration. Like you were just saying, like celebration of like, just like, you can tell that the movie is celebrating like, look, we have a, a black movie about like joy and happiness and like mm-hmm. just just everyone's happy. Everything is like Charles Dickens, but yeah. not, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to write ourselves into this time period. Yep. And not only are we going to do that, but we're going to still honor our culture. Because like, even though they were all like Charles Dickens costumes and things like that, you know, all of the linings to the costumes were African yeah. prints or African yeah. colors in some Ugh. subtle way. And whenever you like see all of these dancers and not a single black woman's hair is processed or pressed, it is all natural texture. Yeah. Oh, that oh, was like a moment for me. I was like, this is beautiful um yeah. and it was just in the first five minutes of the movie I know <laughs> I know it's like the movie just started and these two are already belting their faces off yes. like you can already hear like oh I'm gonna be in good hands because the yes. music and the singing is gonna be Mwah. so good. it's gonna be good <laughs> the colors yeah. are just so vibrant and they're really telling like a good story through the colors like for sure like um Gustafson was like full Oz like I was fully mm-hmm. like during his song I was like oh I'm in Oz this is the Wiz like yes. I I am here <laughs> kind of some colors represented their personalities so like for him mm-hmm. for example he was kind of green with envy yeah. and then we have like all of these warm tones for Geronicus during the first part of the movie and then his colors get kind it's of just muted. like gone older yeah. um and I really loved what they did with just like the consistency of their color story throughout the movie which I know yeah. that, that sounds like so corny to say <laughs> color story with like the actual plot yes, line, but I said yeah. it, not taking it back yeah <laughs> they, it really takes this idea that like there's magic in the like invention and like mm-hmm. just being really smart and like right. kind of like taking that as like a look this is a magical skill that and it really it goes back to the whole black girl magic thing it's like mm-hmm. we want we want black girls to become astrophysicists and scientists right. and like what you have, if this makes sense to you, that is a magical skill and you can have that. And a magic skill that I don't have. <laughs> Do not possess. I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very thankful that math is somebody else's spiritual gift. It's not mine, Excellent. but I really appreciate that. There is one character in particular that I have I just like fully was like guffawed in love with. Um, so Mrs. Johnson, the post woman is oh, like, yes. she's also like the love interest. Cause like she's yes. in love with Geronicus and like, he's being such a, like a bah humbug. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't care Mrs. Johnson, but like she not only has like an amazing voice and she gets to like sing this amazing song of like, like just get out of there. Geronicus. Yes. Like just get out of it. I love when black actresses can just like be like so joyful and so happy. And like, I'm tired of seeing the mammies. I'm tired of seeing Mm -hmm. downtrodden. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I completely agree with that. And I love what you said about displaying black women in more joyful roles. I think that that definitely needs to happen more in media. You know, if you really think about it, like the drama or the seriousness or the like put you in the place 
you know, put you in your place type thing is always carried by the black women in media. Yeah. And so they should have the opportunities to be that central character that's just loving life just as much as anybody else. She was like this goofy, like love interest and kind of side character, but she immediately was like my auntie in this movie. Like <laughs> I was like, I, you're my, you're my aunt. Like you are that crazy aunt that we all have in our family. Mm-hmm. And I, there was nothing implied that she was related to anybody in the town at all, but somehow she filled those shoes for me. Um, And I really love that. I think it's the whole, like, it took me a while to kind of like, wait, what was her job again? And when she said that she was the post, like she was the postwoman, I was like, that makes total sense. She, there's like a, she has a responsibility to everyone in the town and she does care for everyone. So she's very much the person that's like, get out of there, Jeronicus. Like, right. I cried. Yeah. I cried when he kissed her. I like <laughs> a little bit of an older woman falling in love. Oh yes, God. I completely agree. That just like oh. broke all the molds that you have to be this young, seventeen-year-old. The but daddy, I love him type. Yeah. You know, aerial moment like that wasn't in this movie and I really loved that too going back to Journey the granddaughter who is who really I mean like she got the like introducing credit because she really is like truly like great in this movie and it was just so nice to see a main character like a child character that was like not obnoxious with her confidence like she was just like no I know I'm right that and she just kind of was allowed to kind of like no I'm I'm right so just follow me and when she started singing I was like you you are adorable your teeth are beautiful and you can sing like you get you get one out of three you don't yeah you can't have all of them girl uh leave some for the rest of us right some of us had to get adult braces journey <laughs> you, Not well, you, you, but some of us did. <laughs> you know, Journey at home made her own like retainers. Like yes, she was she like, did. <laughs> she was her own four. small direct club. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm making my own mom. Don't bother me. I, I mean, like, we also can't not just talk about Forrest Whitaker. Like, let's not forget that this man played a dictator once upon a time and won an Oscar for it. And now he's like a lovable grandpa. Like the range. We don't deserve it. The range. Lee Daniels, the butler. The range. The range. (laughs) And like whenever he was, um, I had just seen Rogue One like a couple weeks ago. And then he gave a science fiction. Everybody talks about Denzel, but nobody talks about Forrest. And people need to talk about Forrest. That's a very good, that's a very good mm-hmm. point. I will bring up the fact that we did have an example of white excellence in this movie. And that is Hugh Bonneville, who played the banker. He did his role. He came in and said, do your work or we're taking the money, just like any good white man would do. <laughs> and then right at the end, he came up for us and said, this is amazing. You can have as much money as you want. Geronicus. That is exactly right where we put the white man there. Two scenes really stick out to me. One is them playing snowball and the, mm-hmm. you're like, you're, they're playing Grandpa Nimine, like this, like African song while they're like playing in the snow. The music is fun and enjoyable. Just take that yeah. and it can apply to wherever, even in like yes. 1700s Charles Dickens, you know, fantasy. Uh, you know, taking this like Charles Dickens moment, inserting another culture, but inserting mm-hmm. another culture fully, just because you're in a Charles Dickens moment doesn't mean that you need to have all of this somber English music. Yeah. You know, you can put in African music there. And I love that juxtaposition, you know, seeing African dancing in the snow. And they delivered, they both did their spirit math together. We loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
make it work when Anika Nani Rose finally was like, I'm here to collect my check. So let me get out of this cottage and let me give you, <laughs> give you yes. the reason why I am here and why you're in this, we're watching this movie. Yes. And you know, I was waiting for it the whole entire movie. And okay, she said, if you're going to put me in at the end of this movie, I'm going to make it worth your while. And just like, threw down. Threw the house down. And yeah. like, it was such a torch song, right? Like there was yes. this beautiful moment of like, it, plot wise, Geronicus is trying to make Buddy work again. So he is making it work. And as she is coming to see him, she is fully like, you like you are always trying to fix things. And this was something you never could fix. So I really need you to make it work. And yeah. I don't think you can. And it's just this like, oh, I can't even, I can't even talk about it. And the choreography, those dancers during this, like the coal miner look. Oh my God. During this part of the movie, because it was like desperation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is we have to cancel so you think you can dance because it's not going to get better than this. You know what I mean? They gave us Broadway, like they right there. Broadway. Yes, absolutely. It was Broadway. Just like any good popsicle, mm-hmm. when it's hot outside and it's starting to get a little melty, the popsicle can get a little sticky. So let's That's talk true. a little bit. Let's talk about some of the stickies. Number one, we've already established not enough Anikononi Rose. No. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. That We didn't even get a side. It was like a dessert. I needed more. It was like, oh, oh, you're done with your meal. Here's the mint. Yes. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was a mint. And I needed her the whole movie. I needed her the whole movie. I needed her to check in on me. Are you good? Would you like more yes. water? Would you like yes. more bread? <laughs> like the Even if there was an intermission during the streaming and it was just her singing, I could have taken that. In the beginning, when they introduced Edison, one of the little kids... I really didn't yeah. need him. He need did him. He did come through, but I felt like, I don't know, she could have figured it out on her own. I think so too. I think he was holding her back a little bit. Honestly. Yes, he was. He was. He was holding her back a little bit. And I agree, we didn't necessarily need Edison. Was it cute that Edison was British? Yes. Was it also random that Edison was British? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Um and I think that I did love his like redemption at the end that he was like, you know, you are a great inventor. And that was great too. But I did find him a little annoying at some points. Yeah. I mean, not us taking a role away from this like amazing black talent. But yes. <laughs> but yes, if we were trying to cut back, I would say he's something that I would cut back from. Yes. Just- a little bit more Anika Noni Rose, a little bit less Edison. That's <laughs> true. That's true. And he'll be fine. He's <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> don't need Don Juan. Sorry, Ricky Martin. Thank you for all of you've done yeah. for the community. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Don Juan was like causing like all of this mayhem. How come nobody's just like not turned Stop. him off? Like this is not a like Tiffany and Chucky moment. Like we can literally turn him yes, off. You can turn off the doll. Turn yeah. off the doll. <laughs> so why didn't we do that? <laughs> Take those double A batteries out, girl. <laughs> I completely agree. So at the end, when Felicia Rashad, we come to find out, is Grandma Journey. Yes. Um, does she own the factory now? Like, does she, is she the owner? So, like, because she's in this very, like, lavish house, their grandmother is, like, CEO of right. 
like <laughs> the same questions. I was like, have you not wondered this whole entire time why your house is bigger than anybody else's in the village? Yeah. Or like, what, if Buddy's just been hanging out in the house, did you never find him in the attic? Is the house that big? I had all those questions. Because <laughs> I was, because then when she, she reveals that she was Journey and then Buddy comes out and then they show the factory, mm-hmm. they were like, that's the factory. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So like, these kids have no clue why their grandmother lives in a giant mansion in this town. Right. And the factory <laughs> has her initials on it. No, I agree. I was like, this is the part where maybe we like, maybe either ran out of a little bit of money or we were like just trying to wrap things up because people were tired at the writer's table. I completely yeah. agree. It would be one thing if the kids were like four or five years old because kids yes. that age don't question things like that. But these kids were like 10, 11. Yes! <laughs> and so, you know, I do think that they could have added a little bit of like, wow, we knew that you made toys, but we didn't know. We that. didn't know. You are the one that made all the toys in the town. Yes, yes exactly. We could have gone there. We could have gone like, oh, I never thought that this J on my toy was yours or, you know, like. She has like a fake storefront. That's just like a small, and it's just a ruse for the grandkids. Because like, I mean, they made it so that the point of her finally being like, I will finally tell the story. I never told the story before because I guess she's willing it to them. Like these kids are going to be the future owners of the factory. See, I never picked up on that, but I guess I should have <laughs> that that was what was happening. We were too, we were too, I mean, the colors were just too vibrant, you the know. The colors were too vibrant. <laughs> um, and then whenever she opened up the window and Buddy was like, come on, everybody. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, even if you do have a floating toy, if you were like 70, 80 years old, you're not just going to be willingly being wanting to like float out of a window. I would be like, Buddy, I will walk on the ground and you can float. Yes, like, buddy, go ahead and take the kids. I will see you there. I have the car. The town car is downstairs. I will meet you there. (laughs) Yes. Because I was like, oh, no. Uh -uh. When I'm 80 years old, you cannot get these shape-ups off the ground. No, girl. staying on the ground. (laughs) There is a reason why there is a giant window with a beautiful view of the factory. Because she's probably like... I, you know, I, I, I can see it from here. Look, right. The smoke's going on. Okay, great. Did everybody in town have a buddy? Because then if that's the case, then everybody would have been floating. Yes. Is that safe? Or did we not mass produce buddy? We don't know that either. But wasn't that the point to mass produce buddy? I think that was the point because that was going to like solidify him as the greatest toy maker ever. Yeah. That's why Hugh Bonneville gave him the check. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's wrap this popsicle up. Okay. Let's do it. Um, I have always been a person who loves the like idea of play and discovery and like always trying to go back to like when we were kids Mm -hmm. because we all have nostalgia for like a magical time where back when we were kids, everything was new and exciting. And like we lose sight of that when we grow up, when we experience hardships, when we go through trauma, like those are, that's like the first thing that goes away. And like, Mm -hmm. I think it's always so beautiful to see like stories like these where it's like, in order to kind of like regain ourselves again, we have to kind of like see our inner child again. And I think Absolutely. like that idea of Geronicus meeting Journey again was able to kind of like set his whole life back into its path. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just I'm just a sucker for any story that's like that. So I, I really that's loved it. Beautiful and reminding ourselves that 
we didn't always put limits on ourselves. There was a time in our lives, in each one of our lives individually, that we didn't put any limits on ourselves. So why did we, where, where do we start? Why did it start? And how can we get back to that again? It feels very much like at like the season finales of the RuPaul's Drag Race, where it's like, Ooh, yes, what would you say to young Jeronicus today? <laughs> you're like, you know, you're, you're gonna, gonna be a fierce queen. <laughs> you're gonna be a fierce queen. You're gonna feel different. You're gonna feel alone sometimes, but you're gonna be a fierce queen. Be a fierce queen, and you can do it. Like truly, that's that's what Journey did. So every week with a with a popsicle episode, I also post a new recipe that's like inspired by um, the piece of pop culture that we consumed. So this week I am making a, so for Christmas, I got a bundt cake pan and I'm very excited. <laughs> I've never made bundt cake before. So I'm excited that I have a pan and I think I'm going to make like a coffee cake um, with it because I still have leftover cans of cranberry sauce. <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Okay. I think I'm going to cook that up reduce it and then like make it kind of like a ripply like secret surprise inside so that when you you know you slice into it it's like oh a, a slice of cranberry is in there I love that that's yeah. like a little surprise I don't have any of those skills um but I support <laughs> you um I'm very excited to see how it turns out whenever you were like I'm gonna reduce it I was like oh this is like master chef this like- is <laughs> Love to see it. Well, thank you, viewers and listeners, for joining us on this episode of the Popsicle. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and let us know what you let us know what you think about Jingle Jangle. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure you leave us a rating or review. Tell us what you think of the show and what you'd like to hear more from from us in the future. Um, you can find our guest Ryan on Instagram at hello mr holly at space danger ryan you can find me rj at rj food rocks on all of the social media and on youtube um, my youtube channel rj's food rocks premieres a new video every week ryan thank you so much for joining me today thank you rj this is a honor and a privilege and i always appreciate you and your presence on social media and so when you asked me to do this i was like abs absolutely i have to <laughs> um and so thank you for inviting me and i can't wait to see how this turns out and continue to support you um, on your channel oh, thank you so much ryan everyone this has been the popsicle thanks again for watching or listening bye, bye. <laughs> Universe.